This episode of Awards Chatter is brought to you by Universal Television, presenting Girls 5 Eva. Girls 5 Eva follows a one-hit wonder 90s girl group who attempts a comeback while hilariously navigating family and relationships, plus the joys and pains of middle age. The show stars Sarah Bareilles, Renee Elise Goldsbury, Paula Pell, and Busy Phillips. Don't miss the series critics call the funniest show on television. Girls 5 Eva is now streaming on Netflix and is for your Emmy consideration for Outstanding Comedy Series and all other eligible categories. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 57 of Awards Chatter, the Hollywood Reporter's Awards podcast. I'm the host, Scott Feinberg, and on this episode, we are joined by Jennifer Lopez, one of the biggest stars of our time and someone who has achieved phenomenal success in every artistic endeavor she's pursued over 30 years in the business. From dancing as a fly girl on In Living Color to singing, her first album on The Six went platinum six times and she's had four number one hits over the years, to fashion, who can forget that green Versace dress, to acting in movies, both critically acclaimed like Selena and Out of Sight, to blockbusters like The Wedding Planner and Made in Manhattan. Today, she's as busy as ever, with Shades of Blue, an NBC drama series recently picked up for a second season, on which she serves as an executive producer and stars as a Brooklyn detective turned informant. With a a 40-show-a-year Las Vegas residency, with a new album, and, until just a few weeks ago, with judging duties on American Idol. We sat down in her dressing room at Radio City Music Hall moments after she teased Shades of Blue at NBC Universal's Upfronts presentation, and as you'll hear for yourself, she spoke candidly about all kinds of things, from how she emerged from the block in the Castle Hill section of the Bronx and wound up in LA, to what it was like trying to make it in the business with an unconventional physical figure, and through difficult times like the Gili and Benefer disasters of the early 2000s. She also talks about the importance to her and others of becoming the first Latina to be paid $1 million for a movie, Selena, how her involvement with American Idol largely put to rest the widespread notion that she's a high-maintenance diva, why she has decided to return to acting on a network TV show rather than a film or on cable or streaming, and much more. So without further ado, let's go to that conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you very much for doing this. Thank and, you. You know, the format of all of these is to build up to the present, so I just want to go back to the very beginning and ask you, everybody knows you're from the block, but where was the block, and how did it shape you as a kid? I grew up on Castle Hill, yep. Castle Hill Avenue in the Bronx, Black Rock, and that's where it all began. 
Yeah. <laughs> and what's you obviously mental attitude seems to have shaped you. What was it about the place? You know, it, it just, it's all I knew. I didn't know anything else. It did shape me, but I don't think I thought about that back then as much as I took it with me when I left. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I sure. mean? So going out to LA and, and pursuing a career and dancing and singing and acting and doing all the things I've done, it's like that part of me is, is so strong because I lived there for so long until I moved out to LA. And I understand that you started singing, dancing, doing all this when you were very young, like five or something. And I wonder, where do you think that came from? And was it clear early on that you were you were very talented? It was just a love that I had from very young. You know, I would watch people sing or act or dance, and I just, it's something I wanted to do. It was just always in me. And I always knew from a very young age that that's what I would be doing. Was it tough because not seeing a ton of Latinas doing the yeah. type of thing that you were doing. I mean, who I was I only needed one to inspire me. I yeah. saw Rita Moreno in <laughs> West Side Story, and that was enough yeah, yeah. to spark a dream. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So sometimes that's all it takes. And, you know, that actually did have a big effect on me. It was watching her knowing that she had won an Oscar and an Emmy and a Tony and a Grammy, and she had done, like, she had she was a pioneer in her own right, right and broke barriers and, and did things. And I just... I just felt like I could do it too. So what led to your decision to relocate to Manhattan and then to LA and how did that go over with your folks? It was tough because I think they wanted me, they didn't, you know, nobody in our family had ever been in show business, you know, there in the Bronx and nobody even knew anybody in show business, to be honest. I think my mom had met somebody from a soap opera once, you know, or something, <laughs> but that was, that was it. A- so they wanted me to go a more traditional route and get a job, go to college and get a job. And, and you started you college, know. right? And I did. I did. I went for like a semester. And then, you know, I was down in Manhattan to go to college. And then I, of course, got into the business by going to dance class and, you know, started taking acting classes and things like that. So was the original love dance or was it like which did it all kind of happen together or was one first? I think dance was my first love, yeah. dance and music. And then when I went out to L.A. to work on In Living Color and Other Fiber, I really started working on my acting really hardcore. And that's what I wanted to do. I guess I saw that there was a limited kind of future for me in dance. And I wanted you know, to be an all-around entertainer. That was always my dream anyway. Just for the record, was In Living Color the huge big break? Was there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big break because first it moved me out to Los Angeles. So the first time I lived away from New York and I was in the community now. I was on a show every week and around producers and around network people and around, you know, all different kinds of artists. And, you know, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. I'm doing this class or I'm doing that. You know, so I was now in in that world. Was Rosie Perez one of the choreographers or the choreographer? Yes, she was. She yeah. was a choreographer on In Living Color. Because I wondered, you know, looking at just the dance aspect, who were the biggest influences for you? I, I know you briefly were with Janet Jackson, I think. I was. It, I did a video with Janet yeah. once I moved out there when I was a dancer still. Yeah. yeah. So those two, maybe. So, true or false, and this was just a fact I came across, or mm-hmm. maybe not a fact, was it true that your time as a fly girl inspired the 92 Sir Mix-a-Lot song, Baby Got Back? Oh, yes, Sir Mix-a-Lot said that I inspired that song, Did you know that? I knew it when it just came out, like, a couple years ago, or, like, a year ago, whenever he said that, right? Yeah, Yeah, you didn't know it at the time. No, no, no. So you're inspiring people before you were even, like, a household I know, I know. Who knew? (laughs) I guess in 93 was the first time that acting in a substantial way, like, I know you'd 
been a smaller part yeah. in a movie, but that was when it, the first time it really kind of took off with this CBS series that, is that right? My first acting job was in a, a sitcom called South Central. Okay, and what was Second Chances, though? That was one of the next television gigs next that I got, which was in like an hour drama. Yeah. yeah, and so TV at first, you know. Yeah, I started, you know, auditioning and did some TV, and then I got my first movie, which was Me Familia with Greg Nava, yeah. who then wound up putting me in Selena. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just kind of progressed from there. I think the first time I... No, she was an actress. Was in Jack, which people may not oh, remember. Yeah. It was like you know, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. I know some people love that movie. It's a, not a really well-known movie, no. but it's it a big deal. It's Robin like, Williams yeah. and Francis Ford Coppola, and yeah. it was a great little role for me yeah. to score at that time. Everybody yeah. was really surprised that I got <laughs> what I did. But I just auditioned for Francis and. I wore glasses, and he was like, you remind me of my teacher, my second-grade teacher. <laughs> gave uh, me the part. <laughs> that's great. Uh, now, were you as at home acting as you were singing or dancing? I guess really dancing at that point, not so much yeah, singing. You I felt, was. Yeah, I was. It was funny how, even though they're such different worlds, you know, I, I felt very comfortable in both of them. I just feel normal on stage you know, or in front of a camera. It's funny because I realize that other people don't. I think everybody feels the same way, yeah. like they want to be there. Right, right. Until like my makeup artist comes out on stage and her hand is shaking. You know? <laughs> you know, like, or they freeze. What's the matter? Right. And she's like, I hate it out here. Right. And I'm like, oh, everybody doesn't love this? No. <laughs> I love this. And it's just always been that. There was it's no adjustment. It's second nature to me. Yeah. You know, I actually feel, it's funny. It's like a calm. It, there's a calm that comes over me. I feel very at home. I love seeing people smile you know and dance and laugh and and kind of forget what they're doing when I'm performing live and it's the same thing with even acting on a set you know in front of the camera you know feeling the energy there's always such a stillness when you're filming because you know it has to be quiet but everybody's so focused on it and you really get this moment and you have to be so calm and real in the moment it doesn't matter what the scene is even if you're crying or if you're screaming or whatever there's just a very nice performance energy to that that I enjoy as well it's, it's like being on stage so you mentioned Selena and I think that was the one that really like blew things up right yeah, yeah so yeah. just so people know well again played the Tejano singer Selena first Latina actress make a million dollars in a movie yeah that was a big it deal was, it was a huge big deal so could there have been a better star making vehicle for you to have somebody that's a no singer, it was like actor? my fifth or sixth movie I can't remember now but I'd done a few movies and then I got this part and I knew it was a big part you know everybody was talking about it had to be a Latina girl. And Gregory Nava, who was a great director and had a real, knew the story he wanted to tell about their family and about the American dream. And it was just a great vehicle for me. Did and you know it was going really well or did you have to see other people's response to realize it had no, been good? No, it was funny. I was spoiled by working with good directors early on. So I could feel what that felt like. I think later on in my career, when I worked on other projects that were not as great, which we all do sometimes, <laughs> right. you know, you feel a different, there's a, there is a different energy to it. I mean, you're always trying to do your best. You're always thinking you're involved with a great project, but sometimes you don't know. And I think a lot of times that comes down to different things. It's such a collaborative medium. There's directors and producers and there's set design. Every, every little aspect has to come together, you know, and yeah. so... It's a crapshoot every time. Yeah. You just have to kind of put your best foot forward and hope that it turns out well. I read a funny quote of yours about Selena. You said, quote, 
In every movie, they want you to look as thin as you can look. In Selena, it was the other way around. How can we shoot her butt so it looks like Selena? So it looks bigger, yeah. <laughs> I that... mean, she was just known for her figure. Yeah. She had an amazing figure. She wasn't yeah. fat in no, any way, no, shape, no. or form. She was just voluptuous, you know, very thin through the waist, beautiful girl. I think in traditional movies, that wasn't the figure unless you were playing like the femme fatale yeah. or like the bombshell or something like that you know you, you couldn't be the serious lead the protagonist of the movie if you had that kind of figure and she was and so it was great for me to play that at least prior to that had you run up against things for oh yeah resistance because it's not yeah it's just like you're trying to conform into this like <laughs> idea of what a leading lady is right. and i think in doing selena and, and and in getting cast in some of the romantic comedies i got cast in, we kind of broke that mold of like i'm just a girl I'm just a woman with a dream or whatever right. or who wants to fall in love or right. whatever whatever is happening in those those films that you you can play all different kinds of things everybody's not suited for every role I don't believe that mm-hmm. I don't believe that but I do believe that when it comes to certain stories it doesn't have to be race specific it yeah. just doesn't yeah the other thing that I read about Selena's impact on your life was that and here's another quote from that point forward, I realized I couldn't be alone in public. Yeah. I don't think I've been alone on the street in over 20 years. That's got to have been quite a jarring thing to Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. And as I get older, it bothers me more. You know, yeah. it's kind of like when you're young, it's like a shock at first yeah. and you kind of have anxiety about it. But then you get used to that life and it just becomes your normal life. Yeah. And now I think when I had kids and stuff, I was like, I wanted a little more freedom. You, you know, can't just like go to, to the To go outside yeah. and not have them have to deal with that part of it but it's what you sign up for but do you feel in hindsight because i guess there's no way to know what you're really signing up for until you deal with it has the price that you've had to pay been worth the rewards that come with it well i get to do what i love and that is pretty special that is pretty special although i do have a friend who's like you know she's like an internet company her Mm -hmm. and her husband and they're you know very wealthy and Nobody knows who they are. So I'm like, this is kind of nice, too. I mean, why couldn't I come up with an app or something like that? That would have been nice. And I could have gone outside with my kids. You know, but it's fine. You know, I always look at it, to be honest, from a place of gratitude because I really do feel like it is love. You know what I mean? And that, for me, is what life's about. Not to get too, like, corny or anything because that's not what it is. But I honestly feel... That when people are coming up to you or they recognize you or they stop in the street, even though it could be an invasion of a private moment at that time for me or mm-hmm. my family or my kids, it is still love yeah. coming our way. Right. And so I always try to just, even if I do it quickly, right. just give them a little bit like, right. okay, hi, yeah, okay, I gotta go. <laughs> but thank you, you know, and always remember right. that it is a blessing. Right. It is a blessing. Well, just a year later after Selena, you did another great movie, Out of Sight, which I wanted briefly ask you about because it seemed with those two back to back a lot of people thought you're on the trajectory of you know acting is going to be your main focus and then and I mean again it's not like a small fry movie Soderbergh Clooney like all this stuff it's a great movie yeah so A was the movie fun and then B did you expect that just a year after that it's going to kind of go in a very different direction with the music right I'm a serious actress I still am I, I was then and I am now I just that's not all I am right. and I think people like to kind of think of you as one thing or else you're not credible in that field and I just don't believe that I believe and I knew that authentically that I was also a musical performer as much as I was an actress and I took both very seriously 
So when I did Out of Sight, which was a great movie, and I got to work with yeah. amazing director and great actors in it, you know, it was just kind of like, okay. And on this course over here, you know, I was talking to Tommy Mottola, and we were about to make a record, my first album. That seemed normal to me, you mm -hmm. know, but I grew up watching Barbara Streisand. So she was a very credible actress and also a very credible musical artist. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that I kind of looked up to, you know, same with Diana Ross, you know, or... But Midler yeah. or any of these women, you know, it, it's not, it doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. Absolutely. It happens. And I felt like, you know, I knew that it was, all of that was part of who I was. And I didn't want to deny one for the other just to have people go, oh, she's a great actress. Right. Or, oh, she's a great musician. Right. It's not about seeking that validation for me. It's about expressing myself and, and being able to do the things that I love to do and, and do them as good as I can do them, always yeah. pushing myself, always trying to be better for for me, to be proud of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I make my kids proud too. Yeah. Well that so that first album on the sixth, nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Platinum six times. Yep. First single, If You Have My Love, was number one for nine weeks. Yeah. And Waiting for Tonight, also huge. But question I have here about that is why was it called on the sixth? I went through a bunch of titles. This was my first album and I had so many different things I was thinking about calling it and then I was at my agent's house and Tim Robbins was over there she also represented Tim Robbins this was my acting agent and I just happened to be at her house and I was she was telling him about my album and you know I decided had just come out like you said he was like oh I loved you and I decided I was like oh thank you and you know we were talking and he was so cool and he was like I said I'm trying to figure out what the name my album and he said well how did you get from where you were to where you are now like how does that happen for like a girl from the Bronx and I said on the six <laughs> like I answered it literally and he was like that's a great title <laughs> and I was like yeah that kind of is a great title right. but that is what that first album was to be able to get to the point where that girl who grew up in the Bronx Castle Hill Puerto Rican parents and with no connections to the business was now starring in movies with George Clooney right. and also million dollars first actress yeah. make a million dollars latin actress and then making your first album it really was dreaming on that train you know taking that ride down there and thinking you know looking in vogue magazine right. and you know fantasizing about my life and what i wanted to do speaking of fashion coverage mm -hmm. the uh that Next Grammys was where you basically broke Google. They had to create Google images. Right. This is the green Versace dress. Right. Question here is just, did you know that was going to cause quite as much of a stir as it did? I had no idea. No. no, I had no idea. It was just, just honestly, I felt like I didn't have a good dress for that night, which I've never said before. We were really like, my stylist was like, there's just nothing out there. But there's this dress that other people have worn before. You can wear this. And I was like okay and we tried it on and when i came out actually puffy was there and he he was like that's the dress that's the dress and i was like really and he was like yeah he was like i was like okay so we just went with that dress it was uh very memorable and then second album so now 2000 j-lo and first single love don't cost a thing top charts again i'm real ain't it funny also there and then right after that this is me then the next album with yep. jenny on the train from the block and all i have i guess one question I have is music videos. How important was it that you came along when they were huge? You you guys yeah. are like synonymous with each other. Yeah, you know, because I grew up in the age, in the 80s, when, you know, all of the, you know, Madonna and Bruce Springsteen and Tina Turner and all those people were, you know, MTV had just started the late 80s. I would, grew up in that video age, and so videos were such a big, important part of being a musical artist now. 
And so I was that kid, you know what I mean? And so when I started making my records, I would record records thinking of what the video was going to look really? like. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like I was a visual artist from the right from the get-go. Girls, where it was essentially, yeah. you know. A little video, yeah. little video clips. And so I took all of that and put it into, you know, when I started. But videos for me have always, even to this day, with my latest one, and Your Mama, there's just yeah. a way to say things about who you are as an artist, what you want to say, and take your songs and make people look at them in even a different way than they hear them. Yeah. It's very exciting to me. And I guess that's the actress in me as well. And the yeah. person who loves doing film, you yeah, know, like the it, it's, it was, it was a perfect marriage of, of all the things that I love to do. Yeah. I got to ask you, cause as you say, everybody has their peaks and valleys and difficult points. How, yeah. Some of that period in the early two thousands, the Gili, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Benefer, all this stuff yeah. that you had to deal with. How <laughs> that I had to deal with. Well, how, I mean, it's not everybody can bounce back. What was your way of dealing with that? You know, I just, I never thought of it as like, oh, this is terrible. My career's <laughs> over. I never, I just never thought of that. I just knew that it was, that movie didn't work and that's all it was. Or that relationship didn't work and that's all it was. It's just like, it wasn't going to end me. Right. You know, personal or professionally. Right. You know, I was going to go on and I was going to be stronger and better as one is when they pick themselves up from something terrible that happens, you know? You just get stronger. And I think with every time I've fallen down or made a choice that wasn't the perfect choice and didn't turn out great, there was 10 times it did. And the one time I picked myself up made me more prepared for the 10 times that, you know, came after that that were great. And so I don't don't look at it in the same way. You know what I mean? And that's not to say there wasn't times um, throughout my career, and that's one period, but even later on, after I got married and I was having kids, and it was a slow time for me work-wise, and I pulled back, and I was working on my marriage, and I was, you know, being a mom and all that, that I didn't feel like, whoa. What is my life? Who yeah. am I right now? Right. You know, am I still that entertainer? And, right. and I realized, yeah, you're going to be even better than you were before. Watch. Right. And, you know, and it's those are the kind of talks that I had with myself and that determination to always just grow and be better than the last time is, I think, what keeps me around and sure. not trying to stay stuck in one era or one thing that I've right. done that was successful, but keep trying to top yourself with movies and you talk about it, you certainly did bounce back in a big way with but rom-coms have been in movies your sort of forte it's not that you haven't done other I things know. but like let's just remind people the wedding planner made in manhattan monster and a lot of backup plan people love them they've done yeah. great at the box office why do you think though that's the genre you gravitate i think because i'm a romantic i don't yeah. know why honestly i don't know why i think i just i'm believable as that girl who's looking for the fairy tale yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because right. i kind of am right. always right. you know and who has big dreams and you know, is not perfect. And, you know, I think people just, I'm able to play those roles in an authentic way. And plus I, I have a little bit of funny in me. And so like the love and the funny kind of works and the emotion of it. But people shouldn't forget that you've done other types of movies that are great. I love Shall We Dance. And I know Thank that you. for you, the one that I think from what I've read was maybe the most important to you was El Cantante? It was a big, it was the first movie I produced. It was a big deal for me. And I always felt like Mark Anthony should play that role. And so when we were married, I was like, we should produce this film. We should do this. And he was like, if you produce it, I'll do it. 
And so I did, and we did, and it was a great role for me. The wife was, you know, Poochie. Yeah. It was a great role, and I think I did some of my best acting in that movie, yeah. and so that's why I'm kind of proud of it. And I think Mark too, and I think even though the movie wasn't a huge commercial success, when you watch that film, you forget there was always like a stigma of a married couple like working together. Like yeah. you couldn't forget right. that they're married. And I think you forgot that he was Mark and I was Jennifer, and right. you just saw Hector and Poochie in that movie, and these two characters that you were just so tormented yeah. and flawed, and yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and kind of you know heavy that you just forgot about us at that time and, and I'm very proud of that as an actor that's what you want you yeah. want to disappear into a role in such a way that it suspends the disbelief you know the thing that I think makes 2016 so interesting <laughs> is that you've like loaded up on a lot of different things I mean I don't right. know how you're sleeping but let's just right. again mention for people we had this was the final season of Idol yep. American Idol you have begun your Vegas residency all yes. I have you have begun Shades of Blue for NBC. Right. Uh, what am I forgetting? I mean, I know there's a lot of other... Another record. La- yeah, yeah, launched another record. Yeah, I mean, it was a dream. Yeah. It was a lot to take on last year, yeah. I think, in the making of all of yeah. those things. Yeah. But when it all launched in January, this past January, I felt like, wow, look at all we've done. You know, and when I say we, I mean me and my producing partners and my agents and my manager and my whole team. You know, it's like we work so hard on all these projects and the Vegas shows, you know, a huge success. Shades got picked up for a second season and the critics love it. And Idol's farewell season, you know, it was a beautiful kind of goodbye to such a legendary show and that I got to be a part of for five years. It was just a great thing. So as, as tired and exhausted as I am, I feel like... These are things that I love to do, and now I'll continue with Vegas, and I'll continue with Shades, yeah. and start putting out some music as well this year. Well, that's, that's exciting. I want to just kind of zero in on a couple of those that we talked about here. With Idol, it was after 15 seasons, this was the last. It seems like your time on the show, I guess like five, six years, something yeah. like that, people have come to have a different sort of relationship with you, fans. And yeah. What do you think happened with that? Why did it... Idol? Yeah, with just the experience of seeing you in a different setting. I think they just got to see the real me, finally. Right. You know, I think they only knew me from my records and my videos, right. my movies, right. which are playing a character, and what the press said about me. And the press was never really favorable to me. I don't know why. At times they were when the work was good, but, you know, they were there was a lot of tabloid fodder about my relationships. There was a lot of rumors about my, you know, diva-like behavior, which was, you know, totally untrue and I just carried this thing with me so when I did American Idol and they got to see me sitting there with no script no lines just being myself laughing and loving music and talking about it and being emotional they got to see my heart and my soul they saw a different person than what they had heard about and they got to see the real me and and they embraced that and I embraced it and it was a beautiful thing that happened you know because I always felt like oh people really know who I am they know I'm a nice person but then it's not like that because a lot of people believe everything they read, right, right. you know, and so because I, I do, too, you know, <laughs> you do. But I've learned to discern a little bit more like, mm, that's true. Maybe that's not, right, you know, what I mean, right. because I'm I'm on the other side of it. Right. But for the most part, they do. And so it was great to be able to 
show them my true honest self yeah and that was a good thing wow, that's great and with shade so we said with reality tv you can't really hide who you really right. are <laughs> it's gonna come out right, right so i was glad that you know i had something good to show right no it's great <laughs> uh now with shades i think a lot of people were very excited that you were coming back to acting but also sort of surprised because network versus cable shows today you know it's like yeah. they're more constricting yeah there's a lot more work a lot more episodes yeah um why was it that you decided that this was the show and this was the type of medium within television to well, come back in. our whole goal was to bring a cable like show to network yeah network has the audience yeah you know what i mean it, it has more reach right and at the end of the day if i was going to do that i wanted it to reach a lot of people yeah. and nbc has been a great partner in that allow us to push the envelope and if you watch this season yeah. of shades you see things, like, even the things that we insinuate, you don't have to see it. People have such amazing imaginations. Right. You don't have to see somebody's hand being cut off or whatever. <laughs> they do that on cable. Right. Right. And by the way, that's cool too, whatever. Right. We like watching right. all the goriness and all the adult type stuff that's on there. But on network, you see that you can do it in a way that's just as provocative and just as kind of nail-biting right. <laughs> without seeing a lot of stuff. Right. With just what you're saying and insinuating and the stakes you're setting up. And it becomes a lot more about character. And I really love that. It's like the old Golden Age movies. They couldn't show it, but you still loved it. Cause yeah, you... yeah. I feel like it's the Golden Age of television right now. There's so many great shows out there on cable, on network. And it's just every movie stars, you, you'll see them on TV. Right. Like it's, you know, where before that was such a stigma attached to that. But I think everything's changed now. Everything's different. That's you go where you're going to shine, yeah. you know, where you have something to offer. And that's why I did Idol when I did it. You know, a lot of people advised me not to do that in that moment, you know. But it's got to be pretty gratifying also to know that you are not the only Latina leading lady of a TV series, but we've got now at this point, 2016, America Ferrera, mm -hmm. Gina Rodriguez, Eva Longoria. Mm -hmm. It's like times have changed. You kind of help trail. Yeah, I mean, out. I think there's so many great actresses out there and actors. And we're, you know, I think everybody's kind of concentrating in diversity right now more than they did right, before. It's right. not amazing yet but it's, it's getting there yeah. and the consciousness is there so right. that's a great thing and you do have a lot of actresses and actors on tv and we're the stars of the show we're not just the, the funny sidekick or anything like that so that's great last couple things are just why are you so driven at still at this point i mean what do you have to prove to anybody to, to be taking on all of this <laughs> stuff in one year why do it to yourself there are just great opportunities and i think as an actor as an artist as an entertainer you it's hard to say no to things it's hard to say no to great things you know it's not so much about proving because I, I even though you have that side to you we all do we want to prove that we're good at this or great at that or you're the best and you know you have to have, kind of have that attitude to be in this business but at the end of the day what i'm learning and what i'm always trying to teach myself is that it's not about getting that type of validation that doing it for myself and for what I love is what always turns out great. That I'm not in competition with anybody else. Uh -huh. And I don't have to be the queen or right. the best or the anything. Right. I just have to be me. Right. And that's enough. So last question is, many years from now when all of us are gone, what is it that you would like people to remember about Jennifer Lopez? There are no limits. You know, I think that you just... You don't have to be put in a box that you can really do anything you want to do and everything you want to do. Not just anything, but everything. That you don't just have to be one thing. 
that there are no limits and that you can be all that you want to be in every single way, personally, professionally. You can change your mind. You can try new things. Age doesn't matter. Spirit, heart, and soul matters. You know, and that's what I hope that I stand for for people. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's thank great. you.